什么 Destiny show, man? Destiny the tool, not the rest of it, not the Destiny of hope. Uh, for October 6, 2021. How's it going, everybody? Welcome to October, and then we're officially in the last quarter of 2021. I can't believe I'm saying this shit. <laughs> we're going into the holiday season. We're going into the autumn, and then the rest of it. Oh my God. Um, can you believe that we're already? You know, well, what the hell is it about? Do the math in my head. 19 months. 19 months. Is that right? Is that right? No. Uh, yeah, well, 19 months. If you want to, you know, start with about 20 months. You know, since this uh, pandemic or the virus, the coronavirus, has you know been on the global surface. You know, I I remember that episode. I I recorded it end of January. So that was 19, 20 months ago now. You know, December, end of December. When I was in Australia, you know, when this thing was like rumbling and going. So, you know, and then uh, it hasn't been two years still. Holy shit, you know. And I thought the entire pandemic and all that, when it, whenever we started the lockdown mode, you know, back in March, the Friday of the 13th, March 13th, 2020. And then two days before that was the last time I drank. That's right. Sobriety fucking continues. And uh, I don't know how long it's going to go. I'll have a sip there, but then longer and longer it goes, uh, less and less that is likely. And then I'm becoming a Mormon by the day, you know, other than the whole fucking and cussing at the moment. Um, so anyways, yeah, it's it's August or October. Why the fuck did I say August? And then, uh, yeah, the phone vibrating just threw me off, I guess. Which means it's the start of the the, 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 the October baseball and then the hockey, 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 hockey season. Which means uh, fucking Amazon has this show called the uh, All or Nothing, the Toronto Maple Leafs from their 2021 season. Again, there's no 2020, 2021 because all the season for the 56 games <laughs> happened starting January 21. So 21 NHL season, boy, it feels like a year ago, doesn't it? Although it was only nine months ago. And then the heartbreak all aboard the Leafs that I talked about happened, God, you know, about six months ago. So wasn't it six months ago? You know, the whole fucking season, you know, June, you know. And then the October baseball. I don't know what happened to the Red Sox versus the Yankees. The one game wild card, you know, moment. And then I knew I knew MLB was going to fucking rig it. And then make sure the Red Sox and the Yankees get it. Oh, the Red Sox won, you know. And then handedly destroyed Garrett Cole and the New York Yankees. Uh, Bucky fucking Dent didn't happen. Uh, go look that up. But um, I'm going to talk about the baseball in a little bit. But before that, the hockey, 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 hockey. Um, I am four out of five episodes through All or Nothing, the Amazon series. And then the last All or Nothing series I saw, I think, was the 2018, 2019, 2018, 2019 Michigan Wolverines football. And then uh, that show really started hot. I think that was the last time Jim Harbaugh was in a fucking, you know, fire mode. And then it kind of they kind of skirted the season off at the end. And then I just go like, you know what, fuck this season. I think that was the last season that I said this, none of this shit fucking matters. And everybody basically checked out for the bowl game. 2019, I think that's what the season was. Because um, 2018, they got really close and lost to Florida State. So uh, anyways, uh, and then I, I was anticipating that this would be very similar to that series since it's the same moniker, all or nothing, but Amazon. Not Man City, not Tottenham, none of that shit. And then uh, I don't watch Hard Knocks, although I got to catch up on that with a 
there was a midseason hard knock starting. But anyway, start a sports documentary. So I always looked at it as, hey, unless it's a championship team and chronicling that, it always starts hot and you get sentimental shit about like halfway, 75% of the way through, and then they kind of like speed to the finish. Um, I must say, uh, <laughs> Sheldon Keefe is mean, that feedback, the head coach of the the Buds. Um, I don't think he's mean. I think he's blatantly honest. He kind of operates like I do. I, I, I can't believe how many fuck-offs he says. <laughs> Which is hilarious, you know, compared to other football or the hockey coaches, you know. You know, they, 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 they're not exactly the, you know, you know rated, rated G, you know, TV PG people. So um, I'm glad they're, the transparency of, like, them cussing is great. I wish they would go deeper into the more of this... Uh, uncomfort the little conundrum are they really contenders throughout the season because you know if you follow this leaf season go back and listen to the all aboard you know episode that i talked about um i never you know i just go well i hope it's all right hope it's all right and they did everything that they could adding to the trade deadline and then i'll see how the last episode ends and then uh but i'm not exactly looking forward to a satisfactory finish but i want to watch it was there a lot of new insights that I got that I didn't know before, whether it's a general manager, Kyle Dubas, the president, Brandon Shanahan, or the head coach, Sheldon Keefe, other than he says fuck off a lot and everything everywhere, and then kind of repeating the speech over and over is like, you need to have the right mentality. It sounds like a nagging nagging dad. And then uh, Joe Thornton, Jumbo Joe, looking hilarious and all that stuff. Uh, and then Jack Campbell, you know, that's that guy, the new goalie, I, I I don't think I have seen more of a genuine person, <laughs> genuinely nice guy, the traditional hockey guy, you know, it's about the team, it's about all the boys in the team, I feel bad I let in all those goals, you know, I was like, I don't blame fucking Jack Campbell, he's a fucking shining example of this fucking 21 Leafs team, and I look forward to what he's gonna bring this season, whatever the fuck it's gonna be, 21, 22 season, that's gonna kick off very soon, but uh, I, I, I feel like I haven't really gotten much out of this series the all or nothing i just go like i'm just unless the last episode that i'm about to watch is gonna like blow my eyes open you know, blow my mind and then blow my eyes open jesus you know with some like real drop of an emotion or heart out of these people i'm like yeah we fucked up like we really fucked up i don't know what to do it's like utter helplessness haplessness hopelessness the triple h fucking shows up in this shit i think this series is a waste of time because <laughs> like austin matthews got a new doc mitch martyr who barely spoke on fuck this fucking series i don't give a shit morgan riley's going out with tessa virtue i just found out yesterday and i'm like what the fuck morgan riley bas- barely sp- speaks on this thing i just see the angry that sheldon keith and then jumbo joe trying to keep it light over and over and then I'm just going like Zach Bogosian and then like Nick Foligno who joined this team from the outside. I go like, why the fuck aren't they back for 21-22 season? You know, I'm wondering more about that after four episodes through. But anyways, it's getting me riled up. So whatever, fucking A. Um, speaking of, uh, and then Austin Matthews, whatever. I'm, I'm just going like, you know, if this team, this is going to be at least preview 21-22 season. Unless they win two more rounds after this and make it to the final four, I don't give a shit. What's the possibility that I'm going to bet on that? Zero. 
I, I really don't. I don't. I don't think the fundamentals of this team, even more after watching this Amazon series, shows me that like the foundation is there. And then whatever they thought was gonna be the solution, is all gone. So I go all aboard. I still hold that fucking position. And then uh, you know, is Sheldon Keefe gonna be around? I don't think head coach is the answer. I don't think just getting rid of general manager Kyle Dubas is the answer. I really think there is there is a fundamental problem with the psyche of this team. Regardless what kind of veteran you're bringing and all that stuff as evidenced by this Amazon series. Or, it's a great editing. They cut out all the great speeches and strategies and everything. And I feel for Sheldon Keefe more than anything. I would say fuck off over and over. I would start going out and drinking again like Urban Meyer did. And this random ass Ohio State girl started grinding on... A guy who's like as old as his, her dad. I'm like, what the fuck? You know, I can't believe Sheldon Keefe hasn't. You know, maybe he's gonna be he's gonna be found in a bar like Urban Meyer was in Columbus, Ohio. And then uh, it's an odd transition. But what I'm basically saying is that it's a fucking stressed out coach who needs a fucking drink to like you know let it out. And then Urban Meyer, I can't believe I'm defending this guy. I don't know if I recorded everything about the. Ohio State and then the Urban Mayor situation from two, three years ago when he fucking quit. He had his another health problem and then he just disappeared. Uh, dude, as long as I, I, I don't know what to say. Uh, if you don't know the story, Urban Meyer, now the head coach of the Jacksonville Jaguars, uh, they are 0-5 at this point. And Urban Meyer lost more games <laughs> with the Jacksonville Jaguars in about two months. <laughs> Than he did for like entire four or five years at Ohio State, which is hilarious. Uh, but you knew that was a deal coming from the college to the NFL, the, where the men play. And then he was he was playing the his team was playing the Cincinnati Bengals, and then they lost in the heartbreaker. And then he went up from Cincinnati, which is south out of the Ohio, and then uh, went up to the central Ohio, the Columbus, and then uh, I guess uh, he decided to go to a bar. Down a few uh, tequilas. And then he looked like he was like about to pass out. And then this girl started grinding up on him. Who looks as young as like younger than his fucking daughter. Which which is a whole internet joke. Back in when I was in college in 0506. Nikki Meyer. Oh my god. Urban's daughter so hot. All these creepy incel sports fans. So it looks like uh, I'm having that nostalgia a little bit from 06, 07. And then oh no this this guy just like videoed and said, look at Urban Meyer passing out and this girl's grinding up on it. For once, I just go like, I feel for the man. I can't believe I'm defending a despicable head coach who bails every time fucking shit doesn't go sideways. It doesn't go his way. And then uh, he got snitched on and then he got grinded on without, you know, whatever. And then he had to go up and apologize. And today the Jacksonville Jaguars owner Shot Shahid Khan comes out and says he needs to do a awful reflection and all that shit. The stern fucking warning. And I'm like, dude, I don't know what to say. You know, it's the first year in the NFL. You have the one of the shittiest teams ever. I mean, I feel for the man. And then, you know, oh, what? It's like victim blaming. Like slut shaming him. I was like, why was he at a bar in Columbus? Is he going to go back to college? Why did he put himself there? It's like, dude. There are all the other adults that are drinking age, including that girl. I was like, oh my god, this guy. It's how old this is my dad. 
And I'm like, do you not know who this man is if you live in Columbus, Ohio? He got you a national championship seven years ago. And then you're grinding up on him? I mean, granted, this chick would have been like 14, 15. Now barely getting into this bar, 21, 22, doing this shit. And then this other dude takes a video of him getting grinded. Who won in this thing? Nobody. Nobody won in this thing. Whoever, I, I can't believe I'm defending the Ohio's on this thing, you know. But I feel for the guy. And then I just go like, I would have drank too, you know. Just watching that fucking video makes me want to touch Hen- uh, the shot of Hendrix all of a sudden. Jesus, like, Jesus. Is the world this bad that like you get snitched on like that? But, oh. Anyways, so that's what that was. And then uh, another segue to the sports quickly from there. A lot of sports topic today. A lot of sports. Um, Toronto Blue Jays. I, I am very surprised and excited that it went all the way to the uh, very last day of the season. The game 162. And some people would be nitpicking and be like, oh, should have won this game, should have won that game. I'll be honest, the way this uh, baseball season was going, I really stopped counting those games uh, about midway through August. And then when the Blue Jays were really picking up this team around the Labor Day um, and started going, you know, becoming world beaters. Because I, I think by end of August, I realized seeing how the rest of the division especially the American least, East, American least. It's not the least, it's the fucking best division. And then uh, how the Yankees just completely faltered with their bullpen halfway through the season. And then the Red Sox were just looked like world beaters and then just like completely faltered here and there. It looked dangerous there for a bit. And then the Blue Jays picked up the steam. And then I kind of had the suspicion that, all right, one of these guys because they're going to get hot. And then Seattle got hot. And then played into, you know, game 162. I immediately gave up counting. And then I said, fuck it. May the best team win. May the best teams take the last two wildcard spots. I did not anticipate it to go to really to the last day. I really thought a week ago when we recorded this shit, it would be like, all right, we would have some kind of clarity here at the end of it. So I'm not going to pick a game here and there. The losing streak in Seattle or just completely pooching it, you know, against the Minnesota Twins splitting that series a couple weekends. I'm not going to do that. I just go like, look, 162 games or 154 games in the past, the baseball season, even the best team, you know, loses a third of the fucking season, okay? There will be streaks and all that stuff. Nobody goes 90% of the season fucking winning, you know, so... I mean, I, I, I kind of give them, I give them a lot of credit. And then given how far back they started behind, you know, not only because of the COVID and the travel restriction made them go to Buffalo and Dunedin before that. And I thought they were, you know, like they lost a lot of close ones because of the shitty bullpen. But I just go like, I don't know what else they could have done. They patched it. They quickly moved through many people. They got Adam Simber, Corey Dickerson, traded away all these useless motherfuckers, Tyler Chatwood, Brad Hand, who they wanted to get last winter, but then ended up getting, and then threw him out, and then Tyler O'Rourke, and all these motherfuckers. I just go, this is a common thing that's been happening in baseball. And then they made the best of it with the one of the best offenses, top two, you know, other than the Giants, probably. 
um, who platooned a lot, you know. So I go, I give him all the credit. I don't feel like this season's a waste because coming into this season, I never bought the Blue Jays, even what all those winner signings thought were playoff contenders. So I, I just am amazed and satisfied that they kept up with the Red Sox and the Yankees with the ebbs and flows of the fucking season. Uh, yeah, bullpen not executing is a problem. And then Vladdy Guerrero going cold, you know, especially the last month, has been a fucking problem. But you got enough bats to back that up, whether it's Marcus Simeon, uh, Bull Bichette, Teoscar Hernandez, uh, and Guri, Lourdes Guriel getting hot streaky, uh, Kirk, and then uh, Espinel, who played the third base. Kevin Biggio was non-existent. I mean, it worked out. And then I just go like, what was the fucking, like, offense worked out. I'm not bummed out about, like, potentially losing Robbie Ray or Marcus Simeon. Because I, I, I'm, I'm more in a wait-and-see mode. Robbie Ray, Michigan resident, because his wife is from Grand Rapids. Uh, I think he's more likely to stay. And to be I don't think he's going to win the Cy Young. He completely pushed the two fucking games, if you want to nitpick. Against the Orioles, he lost that one. And then uh, a week ago, against the Yankees, he fucking lopped fucking four home runs that gave six runs to the Yankees. So I could say Robbie Ray single-handedly cost <laughs> the Blue Jays' playoff spot. If you want to nitpick, you know, in that regard. Um... But And then Marcus Simeon, oh, he wants to go back to the Bay Area in the Northern California. I just go like, so, and the or the Angels. I just go, do I want to predict that? I mean, we can go into that. I already made my mind up. He's going to be more like Kawhi. But I really think Blue Jays need to throw the fucking money, you know. And then you got to go over the luxury tax, which is $210 million. I mean, Vladdy got some time. Bobichek got a, another time for the qualifying offer, qualifying offer. You don't have to buy him out and all that shit. But I just go like, look, look, I've seen, for example, where I am right now with the Detroit Tigers, what they did trying to not go to the luxury tax level and then got rid of Max Scherzer, who's fucking pitching still great to this day, and then getting rid of Justin Verlander, you know, and then they try to patch it, signing ridiculous contract Jordan Zimmerman, and I just go like, you gave Jordan Zimmerman about 70% of the contract you would have given Max Scherzer. I mean, I just go, and did Jordan Zimmerman even give you 45, 40% of what Max Scherzer was? Fuck no. And then they wasted that money. If you're going to go full retard, go full retard. And that's my position with Robbie Ray and especially Marcus Simeon. He hit as a second baseman or a shortstop. You know, he can play both positions. He hit more home runs as a second baseman than any other second baseman in the history, in the history of a fucking stickball. So give him the fucking money. He's worth it. And then give, give him a full year. And then if he really wants to go home, it's the same Kawhi argument. Send his ass over to the San Francisco Giants or the LA Angels because they're going to be dumb throwing money fucking at somebody. Vernon Wells, you could trade it, you know. And I don't think the Giants are going to throw a fucking dick around and throw money at Marcus Simeon because their system is more platoon. And that's how Brendan Crawford and then uh, all those Mike Moores and those guys fucking like carry the Giants bat. They really balanced it. Blue Jays offense is not like that. Giants ballpark is not a hitter's ballpark. 
Blue Jays with the Rogers Center as a ballpark for the hitters. So, and then the AL East, there are a lot of ballparks that are, you know, hitters ballpark. So, I think he's more of a fit. I think he understands that this level of talent, you know, video game level home runs, don't come every now and then. So, I think he knows. And then I think if the Blue Jays pay the fuck up, front load this shit, like they did with Russell Martin five, six years ago, he'll stay. And then Robbie Ray, he says time and time again, their proximity to Michigan, like myself, you know, and to Toronto, it's a favorable thing. And then he likes Pete Walker. And then, he, dude, Robbie Ray fucking owes his team and Pete Walker, the pitching coach, for revitalizing his fucking potential. So, you know, give him what he deserves. You know, I don't want the Blue Jays, the Rogers Corporation, to cheapen out. And, you know, they will f- they have a good core. And then they finally got the balance. The time ran out, you know. And then they got to be flexible there. And then the relievers and everything also. But I just go, you know what? This is how baseball has been going. And then even the Yankees, with all the monies they spent, oh, they can replenish and reload. And I'm like... I don't know how long they can do that because they committed so much money to Aaron Judge and uh, Giancarlo Stanton and then uh, some of those guys. So I'm like, let them have it. And then the Red Sox too. Red Sox, if you remember, only a couple of years ago, they just like 2019 season, just like salary cut, like shed all the salaries left and right. And then people are willing to take it. You'll always find the buyer. So Jay's better front load the fucking contract. Keep both Robbie Ray and Marcus Simeon. You know, and keep them, keep them around. You have to. And then if you got to abort, abort two years from now. Don't do what the Tigers did. They completely miscalculated and half-assed rebuilding. And then gave wrong money to wrong people. I don't want the Blue Jays to do that. But we'll talk about that plenty of times. Uh, very last thing. I'm way over time here. What the fuck happened with Facebook, you know, as a Wall Street Journal subscriber indirectly uh, I really enjoyed their Facebook files if you don't know go check it out they really dropped a lot of paper and then the findings about Facebook's inner research about Instagram uh, some of the ways to deter political influence and very bot based you know um, targeted you know advertising and just enraging the content providers basically going over rage rather than the rationale at this point blah 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 and then all who the fuck is dropping all these notes and then like oh also the celebrities getting exception not getting flack for like a very sensitive post that you and i would be like subject to and then finally on sunday the whistleblower who dropped all this knowledge and then the paperwork from the from the facebook's finally come out and then the day after, on a Monday, every Facebook service just goes down the fucking shitter. And then, uh, <laughs> was it like the whole Twitter situation four years ago, six years ago, was it? Five years ago, I recorded an episode about it. What the hell happened? Um, was it an adverse way of doing it? No. It's always some kind of fuckery on the server configuration in the back end. And that's exactly what the fuck happened. And then, oh my god, whole oh, world freaked the fuck out. You know, can news get any worse for Facebook? 
um, with all the Facebook files on Wall Street Journal, the whistleblower coming out and saying, hey, she was the one dropping all this, and then she testified on the Senate today. I mean, I got to say, the, the technical side of things, the fuckery with the DNS, which is a domain name server, service, servers, which basically just points you when you type Facebook.com, and then it just like it it does a lookup so that it converts the regular you know URL into the numbers which are the IP addresses and the DNS server's responsibility is to point 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 and then go to the thing you know whether it's Facebook, WhatsApp or Oculus you know all that Instagram they all went down because it's all the same Facebook DNS and then uh the whole thing somebody on Reddit real or not I don't know but then said uh yeah the whole fuckery started because they try to introduce a config server and then uh, I just like shut everybody down and then all the safeguard you know they put in place to prevent this also prevented Facebook from addressing this fast so they had to manually do all the things blah 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 so your phone book was reading the wrong fucking thing and then the phone book just completely pooched. So that's the root cause. And then the solution is you got to reinstall the phone book and make sure that it's reading all the right phone numbers. So that's what the fuck happened. Um, optics of it, I I, I don't, I, I got to say, I personally got into a little muscle memory of like pressing on Instagram or I have a Bixby button on a Galaxy device. I just press it and Instagram opens. Even I knew that the Facebook was down, Instagram was down. I kept like, by muscle reflex, kept clicking it. And more and more, I just go like, holy fuck, my, my body's been <laughs> dependent upon this. It doesn't listen to the brain. And then I just go, this is a fucking tobacco. I quit smoking. I quit drinking. And then as a, as a binge druggie and a, not an addict, a binger, I, I I start feeling the same thing and then I just go like, you know what? This is a tobacco of our fucking generation. It really is. And then uh I you gotta you gotta fucking fix this shit. You know, and then uh this really is a tobacco and then uh it's it it's the fix, it's the vape, it's the fucking dopamines and then the serotonin going. And then like or it it can go the other way and then it gives you a constant depression. You know, and then a bunch of people, you know, said, oh, my God, I kept refreshing over and over. It's like the, the fucking druggy, you know, jonesing for the fucking, in my case, not the likes, but like looking at stories, just refreshing the discover page. I was fucking, I was subconsciously jonesing. And other people were doing way worse of it, you know. And then um, that's, that. I think yesterday, six, seven hours proved that like one point whatever billion people or three point whatever billion at this point, you know, you gotta admit, many many of those user accounts and people fucking jonesed, were jonesing hard, knowingly or unknowingly, and then uh, I think, I hope this becomes a kickoff point, aside from all the Facebook files, and then the whistleblower and the testimony came about, I think, if you're a religious person, I think God meant to make this happen, so... You know, it's I, I it's weirdly coincidental that this happened. It wasn't a hacking attack. It wasn't a whistleblower just saying boom, and then an activist just say fuck your DNS. But I, I find it funny, and then uh, I, I come to a bit of a self reflection realization. It's like holy fuck, I'm despite me cutting out a lot of the Facebooks and then the Instagrams. You know, I don't post that much other than stories. Uh yeah, I Jones. I was jonesing a lot too. WhatsApp. 
you know, I try to get away from WhatsApp and encourage people to, you know, move to Signal or something, other alternative service. And I think this proves the point that maybe it's time to break up the fucking Facebook. I mean, and then the Oculus and all that too. I don't do VR anymore. I don't I don't do virtual reality. I just go, how the fuck do you fuck up the DNS so much that everybody fucking went down like that, huh? I understand it's one fucking service, but, you know, even engineering side of it, I just go like, is Facebook really, like, that great as an engineering company? I don't think so. I feel like they're hacking it. You know, they're, like, really patching shit a lot. You know, and then what the whistleblower said about being under-resourced to, like, be the content moderator, getting ahead with the bad actors and bad posts. And it's like, you know, this is a place where we get a lot done with the less resource. And I'm like, shut the fuck up. Yeah, you make all that fucking money, and then you're still playing underdog. I don't understand these people who, or the people or the organizations who are so self-unaware that they had to play a fucking underdog. Alas, the Republicans, you know. They always play the fucking underdog. They always play, oh, we're the losers. And I'm like, motherfucker, you passed the abortion law. You know, motherfucker, you got the tax cut to your fucking benefit. So shut the fuck up. And then, like, cases like this, I just go, dude, you ain't a small dog anymore. Facebook is a 17-year-old company at this point. You know, Facebook is about to be a fucking legal adult. Amazon is a fucking 22, 23-year-old, you know? Fucking, if Amazon were a human being, motherfucker could drink now, okay? That's how old these companies are. And then they're still acting like, you know, you know, move fast and break things. Like, no, nah, man, you hire so many fucking people. You made so much fucking money. Then you are, are, are still, you're still acting like a fucking corner druggy dealer instead of you're, you know, you're a fucking pharma. You know, you're, you're you are the big dog now, and then still act like an underdog. And then I think that's the whole moral compass, and then the moral bankruptcy discussion that came about but uh, you know go check out the 60 minutes piece with the whistleblower and the rest of it and then uh, thanks for listening i went a little over time today to kick off the month of october so anyways email me at a-o at outlook.com a-o at outlook.com and then uh well we'll circle back next week and again and again and again and again and then uh peace out